everybody. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the PHMX Party Podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig. Petey is not making another appearance until his beard grows back because <laughs> none of us knew what to do with beardless Petey last night. Um yeah, uh, but I'll say this: it was better than the stash look. <laughs> I I thought the stash was hilarious. I loved it. Um, Sean's also behind the Mac today, and Craig. It's been a long time since we just sat and looked at the rest of the NHL. Yeah, we haven't done around the NHL in a long time. By the way, do you do Taco Tuesday? Do you um, do Taco Tuesday? Only sometimes. No, no, I'm the only one. Yeah, our house. Do you do it like, every week? Like every I, week I actually do have, have a Taco, Tuesday. Taco Bell gift card, and I think I'm probably gonna get Taco Bell for dinner. So Love it. We'll talk. Love little, it. We'll talk Tuesday. We are making homemade soft tacos tonight. Ooh, Ooh. multiple varieties. You can imagine. You guys. Have <laughs> thank you for the invitation. Yeah, Craig, thank and you for the invitation. By the way, while all of this will happen. My youngest will just eat a bean and cheese burrito, and that's every, every Taco Tuesday. Like what? Boo. Anyway. anyway. Um, all right. Well, now that we know your dinner plans, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> let's talk about what's going on around the NHL. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. Neither do I. I dance to carousel music. I love it. All right. Normally we do around the NHL, we used to do it on our audio shows, so now we're yeah, trying yeah. to make it more fun <laughs> for, the, for the live When you rode the carousel, did you always, did you get the one that would go up and down? Because some of them were stationary, and you're like, why, 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 why would you have a stationary animal on a carousel? I don't know, for little kids maybe, I wasn't prepared for the circle here, but I'm going to drop it, I don't know where I came from. <laughs> it somehow really fits though. I haven't been on a carousel in like a decade minimum, and I really want to go on all right. <laughs> wow. The music's still going somehow. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the playoff race. I know we've been kind of keeping our eye in our postgame shows, but I'm just glad to have an opportunity to really look at what's going on because while the Arizona Coyotes have officially been eliminated from the playoffs despite their late push <laughs> for, to try and make the playoffs, supposedly, um, there are some implications for the Coyotes the main one being where the Ottawa Senators fall in the standings. Um, and as you've seen on our postgame shows, when we run our tankathons, they've been holding steady at number 12 yeah. um, in the lottery. Big win last night. They had a big win last night, but it's a tough road ahead. Bill Armstrong, when he came on the show, said that they calculated their strength of schedule in making the risk to send Jacob Chikrin there. And now, unfortunately for the Ottawa Senators, they'll be without Jacob Chikrin for two weeks with a hamstring injury. Um, so bad for Ottawa, maybe good for Arizona. And I just have to say, like, when this trade went down and everyone was, like, team Ottawa won the trade, Ottawa won the trade. And there was also, the, like, we had to also trade say. Grades. Yeah. Like, Jacob Chikrin is an injury-prone player and that was a risk that Ottawa had to take and now we're seeing it already has he played a full season I don't think so has he's he had a lot of injuries he's had a lot of injuries that factored into the return his as Bill said on a, on our show the season before last factored into his return people wondering about him and then I get tired of saying this we knew he wanted two first and, and a second I wrote that like when this whole thing started mm -hmm. but then some People started blowing it up into more because that's what happens in negotiations. Oh, you're offering me this? Well, let me see if I can get even more. That's what happens in negotiations. The bottom line for Bill Armstrong, want two firsts and a second or the equivalent of that in prospects. He was open to that. The reason he took one first and two seconds is because 
this first could be very high. As as you said right now, it's number 12. It could high go as high as number nine. We don't know what's going to happen with the Ottawa Senators, but I'm going to ruin our next segment by saying the Ottawa Senators are not making the playoffs. If you look at the remaining schedule, take a look at Pittsburgh's remaining schedule. We'll go there in a minute. There's no way Ottawa's making the playoffs. So the Canadians are getting a very high pick instead of two first-round picks in the late 20s. And if again, if you do a deep dive on... What kind of players you get late in the first round versus, you know, top 10, top 12 picks, there's a big difference. So you go for the marquee player. You try and get the best player possible. It yep. makes perfect sense. I don't know why certain publications that I used to write for gave the Coyotes a D, but they didn't do a lot of reporting before they did that trade grade. That's all I'll say. Steven said he Chikrin averages 56 games a yep. season. So. Yep. Um, it's a bummer for Chikrin and a bummer for the Senators. So we're, you know, obviously we wish Jacob Chikrin well and hope that he heals up soon. But as far as it goes for the Ottawa Ottawa's playoff push, mm-hmm. uh, anything that's going <laughs> to make it harder for them to make the playoffs, I'm good with. Um, and I think we should t- stick in the East and look at that wild card race because the Eastern Conference has been... Like, I don't even know. Gauntlet. Yeah, a freaking what, what gauntlet. What uh, Jeff Merrick called the Eastern Octagon? Yeah, the Eastern like, Octagon. Um, it's just a, a bloodbath in the wild card race right now. You got, so Boston and Toronto, they've already clinched. Tampa Bay is right there. Um, and then it's the Islanders, the Penguins, the Panthers. The Sabres are still fighting tooth and nail. They're neck and neck with Ottawa right now as far as numbers. And I guess you can throw the Capitals in that mix. Never say never. Um, yeah. But... We're coming up on the final Run six, games, seven, yeah. eight games of the season for these teams. It, it's a it's a bloodbath in the East. Yeah. Look at the, the Islanders are at 85 points. OK, so I mean, Florida's six points back and that's that's significant. The other teams are eight points back of the Islanders at this point with like eight games to go or seven or nine. That's just not going to happen. If you do the math, that's just not going to happen. Pittsburgh is the team I guess you have to be gunning for, but look at Pittsburgh's remaining schedule. Let me give you – Buffalo does have a head-to-head with Pittsburgh, but I think they do. No, they don't actually. Pittsburgh has three playoff teams left on their schedule, Boston, New Jersey, and Minnesota. They also get Columbus, Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit, and Nashville. Mm. You think the Penguins are missing the playoffs? Not happening. But what about Florida coming for them? Florida's the only team that I think has a chance, but Florida has lost four straight games. Doesn't really look like they're pushing what's for a their, playoff spot. What's their remaining schedule? So Florida has two playoff teams, Carolina and Toronto, and then they play Columbus, Montreal, the Caps, Ottawa, and Buffalo. So a lot of games against teams that they're competing hmm. against to try and get into the race. But they don't – the other thing that happens here, like they don't, you don't play the Penguins. You don't play the Islanders, so you don't have those four-point swing games yeah. that could really help you so i just think i think the road's too tough i i think the playoff field is set in the east already interesting and pittsburgh does have a game in hand on florida which is in, to their advantage as yeah. well but pittsburgh really doesn't have a lot of room for error they won their last game but they're four five and one in their last 10 which isn't isn't quite good enough like they've had so many goaltending <laughs> woes but i'm never going to count just like I can never bet against the Tampa Bay Lightning, like I can't ever count out Sidney Crosby. Right, that's the other side of this. Like, how do you how do you bet against him when the chips are down? And then you look at the schedule and just think, Penguins aren't missing the playoffs. My my old buddy Luke Lipinski is still fretting that they're going to miss the playoffs. Told me Florida's going to get in, but he does this every year. He's like, <laughs> well, you know that he's a pessimist. You know that I am. A, I a do Penguins fan as well. Well, I mean, you you know, it seems like you choose your team, yeah, depending on no. 
kidding. <laughs> Maple Leaf fan, Penguin fan. No, I never even came out and I'm said sorry. I was a, a Maple Leaf fan. Um, anywho. No? I do mean. Have, do we have record of that? I do up here. I mean, okay. I never like the Penguins. That was like my love growing yeah, up. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Um, but you have photos with like every star player uh, over the last yeah, 30 years of the NHL. that's thanks to, to my Leonardo dad. is the Forrest Gump. <laughs> Of NHL media. That's thanks to my dad for having a really cool job. Um, all right, should we move to the West? Sure. Then, yeah, and just uh, with Chikrin, it's a, it's a shame, right? It's, yeah, it's a shame that he's not going to be there. Obviously, Ottawa acquired him not just for this playoff push because they're going to have him for a couple more seasons beyond this, but they were hot at the time and they had hoped they might make a push here and get in this season. They wanted to at least play meaningful games. Ottawa hasn't played that well down the stretch. They. I know I, I I don't mean to bash the Ottawa Senators. I think there's a lot of potential here for what they could do in years to come. But this is a mediocre team right now. This is this is not a playoff team. They're a mediocre team by all the metrics if you look at them. I, so I do think the future is bright for them though. Like I would be excited if I was an Ottawa Senators fan, especially yeah. and yes, Jacob Chikrin's injured right now, but he has term and that was part of the appeal for a team and acquiring him term on a pretty, you know, team-friendly contract. And Ottawa, you know, right now they're going through a sale. There's a lot that can happen depending on who buys the team. They might end up moving to downtown. Like there's just, there's a lot of uncertainties for that organization right now, but not in a negative way. And I think it's going to be an exciting time to be an Ottawa Senators fan. So I don't want to disparage Ottawa. I do want to disparage Ottawa for the next two weeks though. Yeah. And it's, boy, it's good that they're moving downtown or trying to move downtown yeah. because Kanata, it depends on the ownership wow. group, though. Yes, it does. And Kanata was Kanata was a mistake. Like everybody knows about Glendale, but the three worst NHL locations are were Glendale, Kanata, and Florida playing in Sunrise, which is so far from Miami. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And and when you're a, a small market team or an, a, a, a non traditional market team. It's an even worse move yeah. for you to do something like that. You got to stay close to your fan base. Absolutely. Um, well, let's check in on the West, which has been uh, very different than the East in a lot of ways. But this playoff race is heating up in the West. No teams have clinched yet, um, but you got—I don't know—it's—it's it's, this wild card race is interesting as well. You got Seattle and Winnipeg right now in spots one and two. Calgary, the, <laughs> tough season for them, but they're still in range if if they can win out and maybe Winnipeg falters um mm-hmm. they're right neck and neck and don't count Nashville out but it's really only that like Vancouver and St. Louis I think we can completely write off yeah. um in the west pretty much the west is set in the sense that we minus the Calgary Winnipeg Seattle race now it's just a matter of how it actually falls and what the matchups are going to be we've seen Dallas was leading the the central division for a while they've kind of drop down not enough to lose their playoff standing but the west has been interesting in a different way because it's been a smaller group of teams but the way they've been rising and falling has been interesting yeah first off i have no faith in the minnesota wild to do anything so regardless of what they do in the regular (laughs) season i have no faith in them in the playoffs but as far as the uh, wild card race i can't figure out nashville they're a weird team um there's they have 10 games left so they have they have the uh, runway to do this if they get on a run, but they haven't been able to get on a run all year. They they honestly haven't been that good a team. They're clearly going into rebuild mode with with all the moves that they made in the front office. So it would be crazy if they got in. I, I still don't think they will, but they do have some runway. The interesting thing about Calgary, 
is they have the easiest schedule remaining in hmm. the NHL. They're four points behind Winnipeg. They each have eight games left, but they have the easiest schedule. They play one playoff team, the Red Hot LA Kings, and then they get the Sharks, the Blackhawks, the Ducks, the Canucks, the Predators. That's a huge game. And Winnipeg. Wow. So they have they still have an opportunity here. And for Calgary in particular, this team needs to make the playoffs or there will. We've talked about this a lot, and I don't want to see it as Bradtree Living's a friend. I mean, that he was here for a yeah. long time. I really respect him. But if Calgary doesn't make the playoffs, I really get the sense that they're going to make a, a change at the GM spot. I don't know what's going to happen with Sutter, who's under contract and a good friend of the owner. But I hope the owner can take a, a hard look at that, too, if they miss the playoffs. Because the coach's relationship to the players is part of the problem there. Yeah. There's just I'm just very fascinated by the West. I I don't even think I was paying much attention to even realize that Minnesota took over the Central Division. Um, They're 7-1-2 in their last 10. But also, the Colorado Avalanche, and this is what we (laughs) expected all season long, you know, they struggled kind of out of the gate. Lots of injury issues. And they're 9-1 in their last 10. So they could very well end up winning the the Central Division. It's just crazy to see how that shakes out. Um, I think Seattle, and barring anything dramatic happening, is going to get that first wild card spot first or second Great story. Um, but really it's between winnipeg calgary and nashville for me and what the advantage nashville has is they have two games in hand mm-hmm. um so don't even count nashville out which is just crazy because i didn't even think nashville would make the playoffs this year um it, it's it's a very interesting race uh, and luckily none of this none of the west race really affects the coyotes too much uh, but it is just really interesting to see. Yeah. Nashville's getting great goaltending from UC Soros. So that I mean that's that's their hope I guess. I just I don't think that's a very good team but then again the Western Conference is nowhere near as strong as the East. Yeah. So So if you had to pick Winnipeg, Calgary or Nashville who's getting the other wild card spot? <sighs> I mean, the easy pick is Winnipeg because they've got a four-point lead, and it's it's hard to overcome leads, but Calgary has a real shot here. Mm. They need to get hot, and I don't know if they're capable of getting hot, but if they 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 have the opportunity, they have the right matchups, they have an easy schedule, they, and, and there's a whole lot of pressure on that franchise to get in. So, I don't know, it's between those two. I don't think Nashville's making it, but... All right. I mean, if, if I had to pick odds, I'd pick Winnipeg at this point because simply because they have a four-point lead. But they haven't played that well themselves. They haven't been a great team down the stretch. Remember when we were talking a while back about how this team this team was in first place and what a, an unbelievable job Rick Bonus was doing mm-hmm. and maybe Jack Adams' consideration? Well, that's gone now. Yep. I'm going to pick Winnipeg just to be different um, and also because I think that four-point lead is substantial. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. Not, at this point, nothing would surprise me. Um, and we'll just continue to keep track. And if you're feeling any type of way and you want to bet one way or another um, on who's going to make the playoffs, you can do so on BetMGM, our new partner. Right. We're so excited to be partnered with BetMGM. And I was looking on there last night because I had downloaded the app and I wanted to wait to use our bonus code PHNX to sign up, which I did. Um, they have some really fun stuff on there. Like, will an original six team win the Stanley Cup? Yes or no. Like that's something you can bet, which is cool because that, you know, covers Boston and the Rangers if you wanted. And Toronto. Oh, yeah. I didn't even <laughs> just counted them out <laughs> mentally. <laughs> um, but download oh BetMGM if you haven't already. And if, when you sign up, use bonus code PHNX and you'll get up to a $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager 
with BetMGM. So here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app, sign up with the bonus code PHNX, deposit at least $10, and place your first wager on any game. You receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. There it is. And to kick off this partnership, we're doing a massive watch party this Saturday at 2 p.m. at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. If you have never been to this sportsbook, it is a beautiful, it is sweet. Yeah, beautiful, sweet. state-of-the-art sportsbook. Giant screens everywhere. Kiosks you can place bets. A bar, like tables. Right on at, the Great Lawn. Yeah, literally on the Great Lawn. Yeah. You look out the window, there's State Farm Stadium. It's uh, it's a really cool venue. Somebody so. might even have a set there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, PHNX <laughs> but I, I'm really excited for this Saturday. Come hang out with us. We're going to watch the last stages of college basketball play out with food and beverage specials, giveaways, and massive TVs to watch the game. Plus, if you register and place your first bet with promo code PHNX when you sign up, you'll receive a PHNX shirt. So great deal. Hope to see you all this Saturday, April 1st at 2. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. I will never get over that. Dylan Strom read. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, Glendale, it's a drive you're used to, Craig. Yes, it is. Um, but this is for a good reason. It is for a good reason. <laughs> and lucky for us, there's a lot of Circle Ks in the valley to stop and get gra- gas, to get snacks for the drive. Um, we love Circle K. We need a restock for the snack cart. Bad. Like, Yes, Max. We need a we need a we need a restock on the snack cart is D- what I'm saying. DP and I are pushing for baked goods. <laughs> Can we get some baked goods? Some mini powdered donuts. We Max want some like, more kettle Max cooked like, salt and pepper chips. Jerky. Ooh, I can get behind it. Ooh, more information after Friday, Max says. Okay. Well, if you want to try Circle K snacks or coffee. Check them out. They also have great gas prices. So make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Be stocked up all March Madness long. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Uh, we got an Ottawa Senators fan in the chat. Oh, yeah. You are finding ways to win even with him out Ottawa Senators outlook, but. They are actually. They, uh, they're pretty. They've been pretty good without Jacob Chikorin, actually. Anyway. Just like the Coyotes <laughs> He was out for trade-related reasons. Um, okay, well, let's talk a little bit more playoffs because we, we're talking about the format with the divisions and the wild cards. Craig, I miss one through eight seeding. I miss one through eight. And I'm, I'm just going to throw this addendum on here because I really want what the NBA does. I want the play-in round, too. I loved it during the bubble. A lot of people around the league love, love it. I don't know why Gary Bettman hates it so much. <laughs> I know he says it diminishes the regular season. Nobody cares, Gary. And by the way, money, money, money. You can make more Nobody money. Nobody cares, Gary. <laughs> you can make more money with the playing round. It, it makes things even more interesting when you've got more teams in it late in the season. I just love it. I mean, do whatever you have to do. If you need to short, obviously you should shorten the playing round. Maybe even shorten the first round, although you don't want, you know, teams that have been sitting maybe get upset because they're not enough games. You, you got to think about all that stuff. But I love the playing round. 
Short of that, get rid of the divisional format. There are no rivalries left in the NHL. And let me be clear on why that is. It's you, NHL. You ruined it. You took them all away. You broke up the Blackhawks and the Red Wings, things like that. So don't tell me that you're doing this because of rivalries. There are no rivalries anymore. Rivalries are built in the playoffs. But what else happens in the playoffs is you want the best teams competing late. You don't want this ridiculous gauntlet that's existed for the last several years. Boston, Tampa, Toronto. It's crazy that two of those teams have to play each other in the first round every year. They've been elite teams for a while. One through eight makes so much sense. Everybody sees it. It's just illogical to think otherwise. Love it. I just want to point out that the Buffalo Sabres would be playing the uh, Florida Panthers in a play-in game. Love it. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm on board for a play-in. Would you do one game or you do two of three? Uh, Two of three, I think. Yeah, I would too. Uh, Chris said, why is Smooth Pete not on the pod today? Um, like I said at the top, he's just, he will not show his face until his hair grows back. That's, that's what happened. Um, but yeah, I, I always loved one through eight and what it gave us was that incredible LA Kings run in 2012. But besides, besides the fact that winning fans over, besides the fact that it was the LA Kings, it was cool. Like (laughs) just all that aside, it was very cool to see an AT. The NHL is one of the few leagues where you actually get to see some parody, um, in the postseason. So let's talk about what the playoffs would look like today. Did you update this, by I the did. way? I okay. Did update it, yeah. Um, if if the playoffs started today and we had one through eight seating, mm-hmm. these would be the matchups. Why don't you read okay. the East, Craig? One is Boston, of course. Eight is Pittsburgh. So we'd get a we'd get a Sidney Crosby against the Boston Bruins juggernaut in the, the first the, round. The black and yellow oh, series. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the black and yellow. There you go. Carolina is number two right now because they're the division winner. Uh, they play the Islanders. Yeah. Then we'd have the New Jersey Devils and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow, was that a tough, tough first-round matchup for the Devils after this great season. And then, Leah, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers. Wow. A so-called, but mislabeled, actually, original six matchup between the Maple Leafs and Rangers. Why is that mislabeled? Because there are other teams in the NHL that don't exist anymore before these six teams, like the Montreal Maroons. Oh, like instance. you're saying original six is mislabeled. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. Be more these, like the surviving six or something. This is what like I that. like. I this is what I like about one through eight, too, because like like you said, we've known all season long that Tampa's playing Toronto. Boring. Boo. Exactly. Like, again, I'd rather watch New Jersey play Tampa. Like, New Jersey, who made the playoffs for the first time in years, have to play the team that's made the Stanley Cup final three years in a row. I'd rather Ooh. see Toronto play a team like the Rangers. Arguably the two the- biggest markets in the NHL, yeah, right? The like, biggest. Wow, like, would this one pop? Two of the biggest cities in North America. Like, just. Toronto's hockey mecca, all right? And New York is New York. Can yeah. you imagine that first round matchup? They'd be, the NHL would be all over that matchup. This never is, get to see it. It's upsetting. You never get to see it. Um, well, moving to the West, this is what the matchups would be. We got Vegas at number one versus Winnipeg. Interesting matchup. Um, Tough travel series. Yeah, the West just sucks for that. Um, LA, Seattle. I kind of like that because mm-hmm. it's kind of two teams making their – and I can't say that about LA because this core won them Stanley Cup, but it it, it, it is cool to see what. Sean, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I just I liked it. The I, I mean, the first part is whatever, but then the, then the puck will glow depending on how hard it is shot. Also, is just <laughs> 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 laughing, love it. Um, then we got Minnesota, Dallas. That would be fun. The battle of the green teams. Yeah, and Dallas would win. 
Because uh, <laughs> Minnesota. And then Colorado Edmonton. That one. That's the like. But look at the four or five matchups in both conferences: Toronto, New York, and then you get Colorado, the defending cup champ, against Connor McDavid. I want to see these. Give it to me. So it's so much more fun. Yes. And there's so much movement that could still happen in that one through right, eight. Right, like you seeding. mentioned, Colorado could win the division and just jump all the way up. Yeah, like it's it's just crazy, and I'm just so upset that we are robbed of this. Uh, let us know in the chat what you think about one through eight. Kenny said I like one through eight, but not a play-in game. Nicholas said one through eight seeding play-in round two of three with all play-in games at the home of the higher seed. Okay, well I got I I have to admit a mistake here because for some reason Did I didn't put up? Minnesota I didn't put Minnesota number two the, the division winner so they would play Seattle and then L A would play Dallas. Okay, so, bad, my bad. But then Colorado Edmonton is still in place yep, right now, which still. oh my god that would be an unbelievable series. Unreal and yeah, Sterling said one through eight so much better. Watching a number eight seed beat number one in the first round is always exciting. It's so true and it's possible. Like that happens in the NHL. LA, when, LA did it. Yeah. They were an eight seed when they won the cup in 2012. Ouch. Yeah, um, it's it's just <sighs> Gary, please. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And even Sidney Crosby came out and said, like the, "I prefer one you, through you eight. Talk to players, coaches. They're all in favor of it. Just just make this happen. There should not be any resistance to this. It's a better format. Nobody cares about divisions anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. Um, well, while we're talking about number one seeds, we already know Boston. They they won. They won the the conference or the division or both. Like they're they're good. They're on a freaking tear. And we've kind of talked about Boston a little bit, but we should talk about them a little bit more. Here's the question, Craig. <laughs> Can the Boston Bruins eclipse Montreal's 132-point season? Which was done in 80 games, by the way. Whatever. And if so, should they even care or think about that? It's the, the, the latter one is the one that fascinates me more because right now Boston's on pace. We'll see. You know, they, all, all it takes is a yeah, slip up, right? They have 119 points yeah, right now with nine games I to think go. they were, last I checked, they were on pace for like 133 or 134. So it's close, right? The question is, do you go all out? I mean, if, if you're if you're winning while resting players, which I, I feel like you should do, not necessarily give them games off, although you might even want to do that once yeah. or twice, but limit the minutes, things like that. If you're still winning, so be it. But they need to make sure that they're healthy. The NHL playoffs, more than any others, well, maybe, maybe football, but there's so many games, right? It's a war of attrition. You will lose players to injuries. You can count on losing players to injuries. Make sure your guys are as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. Boston has to win the cup. They have to win the cup. If they do not win the cup, this will be considered a choke job. In spite of the fact that the East is so tough, it's one of the best playoff fields that I have seen in a long time in the NHL. In spite of that, with what they're doing, they have to win the cup. Otherwise, people are going to say they choked. Yep. And honestly, the regular season means nothing almost. Not um, in the NHL playoffs, yeah. Because... That year that the Tampa Bay Lightning had a record-breaking regular season, they choked in the first round to the Columbus Blue Jackets. You look at taking it outside the NHL, you look at the Phoenix Suns season last season, they had a record-breaking regular season, and then they lost in the second round. The regular season, to me, doesn't matter. If they break the record, I think it's amazing. I think their focus these last nine is to win win games. They're not going in the... like. Montgomery right. is not standing in front of the room saying, eh, it's okay if we lose this one. Like, they're still trying right, to win. Right, because you want the mindset going into the yeah, playoffs. You course. still want to be mentally prepared. But I but. just, they can't risk to go all out and play 
Bergeron and Marchant, like their yeah. full minutes. And when they've already secured, like they already know their place. They've already secured right. a playoff spot. They've already secured the president's trophy pretty much. Um, they, they can't afford to think like that. But if they think with the mindset, we want to win our last nine games as they should, then they can do it. Yeah. At least Brad Marchand is not <laughs> focusing any of his energies on Twitter anymore. Who's going to tell you to shut your pie hole, Craig? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look who won in the end. Just saying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it is unbelievable what Boston's doing. And I agree. And it's crazy. I'm actually afraid. And we'll have to pull these out when the season ends to pull out our preseason records. Because I think Boston was like a team I had on the... The bubble, like, they're, that's what their beat writers were telling me. I remember being in Boston and their beat writers were like, yeah, I think they're still a playoff team, but maybe seven or eight. <laughs> no, instead they're going to break the record for most points in a season. It's yes. it's unbelievable what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. They have to kind of step up in the playoffs. And I it would be cool to see that team go on, like, one final. Yeah. Push. I'm a huge Patrice Bergeron fan anyway. And it, it's with, with how consistent they have been for so long. They, they won the cup in 2011 that's a long time ago with how consistent they've been to me like getting that second cup for this group well it's not much of that group left actually it's really patrice and brad marchand right if they get a second cup it, it almost validates this whole run with with those players with those key players it, it validates patrice bergeron for me yeah. who, I, I know a lot of people appreciate what he does but he's such an unconventional number one setter because he's maybe the best defensive center that's ever played the game so he doesn't put up the gaudy point totals. He still puts up good point totals, but he is such a suffocating presence defensively. It would be really cool to see him get one more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I found our predictions. From no, I don't want to know. <laughs> save okay. it. Okay. Save it. But I'm save glad. it for the start put of the playoffs. Put them playoffs in a folder. So be embarrassed. And we'll save them for after the season. I, I already remember my uh, Western Conference final prediction, so that's not looking so great. One of the teams I picked is not even in the playoffs was, right wasn't now. It? This is the Calgary. Ooh, I think I think you also were like beating the Vancouver Canucks drum too, or maybe that was Petey. That One of you was. That might have been Petey. Um, yeah. I have not been on the Vancouver Canucks train. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Taylor Hall could win a Stanley Cup this year. That's crazy to think about. Their depth um, is ridiculous. Yeah, their depth is insane. And also, like when I look at Boston as a whole as an organization, and forget about their history, their money, their value, all of that. But they're kind of like that franchise that. They just, they win. They won the Stanley Cup. They made the Stanley Cup finals. They're having a record setting regular season. Like, this is what I hope. <sighs> that was a PD sigh for all of you out there. Um, the Coyotes can maybe one day be that that level of winning, that level of, mm. I don't know. Like, every, every season, you, at the start of the season, it's like, yeah, they're making the playoffs. They have, I just looked this up, they, all time, they have, and I'm not even counting Vegas. Vegas hasn't been around long enough to talk about highest winning percentages. Boston's winning percentage is the second highest in NHL history behind the Montreal Canadiens, who are still living off their past, <laughs> much more so than their present. Well, luckily, the Coyotes have their future. <laughs> ah. um, and we'll have to see what happens on May 8th with the draft lottery, but... We do know that the Arizona Cardinals have the third pick for now, uh, unless they trade it, which is what Bo and Johnny have been saying for weeks now um, in the NFL draft. And if you are a great place to watch the NFL draft, may I recommend the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub, um, which is where we will be on Wednesday tomorrow nice. yes, for last Wednesday. Petey's coming that day? He is planning to. He's already paid his bet, Craig. You and I. Wait, 
He already. Oh, no, he but he didn't. Beard. He didn't pay a different bet that he's going to be. Oh, he has tomorrow. to buy me a beer because yeah. the Toronto Six. I had, won. Wait, I thought it was your tab that included. He did food. say tab. I think I'm going to take advantage I, of that. Yeah, I was going to ask like how how much latitude you have. Maybe I'll tab. like if other people happen to buy something on your tab. I'll say, oh, gr- lunch is on me today. Phnx Coyotes, right? Lunch, yeah, I, I feel like. Because okay. Sean was talking about you guys doing your little date thing where you split the chicken tenders and the French dip that you did it, last it's time. It's pretty solid, right? You want to do that again? All right. I so thanks, Petey, for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks in advance, Petey. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited to be there. Our show's at 3 p.m. tomorrow, so if you want to come by, we'll be there in the afternoon at Four Peaks. All of our shows are live back-to-back all day long. Stop by. You can work, bring your laptop. If you're working remote, why not work at Four Peaks? Enjoy some some brews. Um, you must be 21 or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Um, PD, listen, these turnarounds from like we left here at 11 p.m. last night and it's 1130 right now and we're back doing another show. Like that's tough. And sometimes it's hard for me to go to sleep after that. Like I'm just so like amped from the show kind of. That's why OG's sleep edition mm. gummies, that's why I love them. And I think maybe Petey took one or two many and we haven't heard from him today. Just kidding. We have. He's fine. Um, but we love OG's. They're delicious. They have anything for any needs, microdose, sleep edition, THC, CBD, two to one ratio, indica, sativa, anything you can possibly think of, they have it for you. And they're scratch made, they're local and unreal so you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com you must be 21 years or older to enjoy all right craig let's talk Topic some more four. yeah some more big and four of how many stay tuned to find out just kidding um let's talk some more impact of playoff implication impact whatever that may be and let's talk about the carolina hurricanes and Andre Svechnikov. That's a tough, tough loss. They've had a horrible injury luck this season yep. with Max Pacioretty and now Svechnikov. This, for me, this takes them out of being a cup contender. Me too. Me too. And it's sad. They were having a hell of a run. But when you when you take an impact player, like, first of all, you need depth in the NHL anyway, in the playoffs in particular. But when you take such an impact player, a goal scorer, a game changer like Andre Svechnikov out of the lineup, I just don't see it. I, I I love the Carolina Hurricanes. I love everything about that franchise, what they do, social media, et cetera. But once again, it feels like they're going to come up short. Yeah. I think I'm not saying like, I think that they could win one playoff round. Sure. I just don't think that they can compete for the Stanley Cup. And if it came down to Boston and Carolina, like in the conference final, they're not, they're not beating Boston. They're not beating a number of teams. Right, right now they get the Islanders. So, I mean that could that's a matchup they can win. Yeah. But but after that, I don't know. And it's just really unfortunate because yeah, like you said, what they've been doing and and they've been strong, you know, the last couple seasons and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were surprised they didn't make any flashier move at the trade deadline and again, it's super un- these injuries are super unfortunate. Shane Gossespear is a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. Now we like to see former Coyotes succeed, so it'd be great to see them do it. I love when smaller market teams succeed. Um, I just I just think this takes them out a bit, and it's really unfortunate. Not only small market, you like to see, does Carolina have what you would consider a franchise center? I don't know that they quite do. They have a lot of they. Depth. You can't even name like I mean, a superstar, I can, though. I can name a lot of their players, but yeah. they don't have a Sidney Crosby or a Connor McDavid or, you know, the guys that we're used to seeing hoisting the cup. 
you want to believe that teams like that can win, especially, you know, if you don't get a top three pick in the draft and you just have to do it with depth, really good depth at center. You want to believe those teams can win, but it just doesn't happen too often. And I don't think it's happening without Andre Svechnikov. Yeah. And the other issue that Carolina has when they have good goaltending, they have good goaltending, but they have, they struggle to keep their goalies healthy. Um, Hmm. Frederick Anderson, Auntie Ranta, another Auntie former Ranta. Coyote who Injury we all know. History? Yeah. Boy, howdy. Um, goaltending is very interesting. Uh, and we've seen this kind of new wave of NHL goaltending in the sense that it's not really a starter backup situation. It's more 1A, 1B. But in the playoffs, it's so interesting how you make those goalie decisions. If you ride the wave of who's hot, if you go with your 1A guy, like it's just a crazy thing. And I'm so glad I'm not in the coaches room having to make that decision. But the reason I brought up goaltending is because the NHL right now is score. NHL players are scoring more, more goals than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.19 is the average per team's team, yeah. yeah goals per game. Um, the highest since 1993-94, before I was born, Craig, just for the record. Um, and goaltending in the month of March was is not a great month for goalies. And even last night, we sat here on the postgame show or before, and looked up all of the NHL scores, and it was all 5-1, five, 5-2, five, 4-3. Like, it was all – they've all been high-scoring games. So the question is, does this imply maybe that this is going to be a very high-scoring playoffs, or will goalies like Andre Vasilevsky, you know, uh, Ilya – who am I thinking of? Sorokin? No, but – no. For which team? I don't know. <laughs> No. Give me a hint. <laughs> Igor Shosurkin. Oh, that's Igor who I, that's, okay. I was at Ilya and then I got thrown up. Um, will they just kind of bear down and, yeah. and put on their best performance like most players do in the playoffs where it's now playoff mode and they step up? Is that going to happen with those elite goalies or are we just going to continue to see this pattern into the playoffs? I'm curious because, I mean, these, these trends are there for a reason the, the game is changing and the game has gotten faster. They've opened it up a little bit. Um, skill is being emphasized more. So you could argue that it's going to be in these, they, they shrank the goaltending equipment, all, all these sorts of changes to increase scoring. Um, but the playoffs tend to get more direct, right? More defensive focused. So I, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. Uh, Travis Yost wrote a, a story for TSN looking at how goaltending is just cratered in March. Like the numbers have really dropped. And I, I, I don't know what to, to tie that to. It's, I don't know if it's just an anomaly, but it's kind of disturbing for teams. Like right when you're heading into the playoffs, suddenly goaltending has not been very good. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing these wild high-scoring games. I think they're fun. I know people like to see some defense. Coaches will have heart attacks if they have to watch 10-8 games. But I was alive in the 80s, guys, when when the Edmonton Oilers were rolling. And I watched like a Blackhawk Oilers series in in the playoffs where the goals just came like rain. It was insane to watch that series just back and forth, back and forth. I don't think we're quite at that level because coaching and goaltending and structure are much better than they were in the 80s. But I like this. I like like having – I don't want to watch the dead era, the dead puck era again. I like watching some offense, and there's so much skill in the league now. I hope this carries over into the postseason. It is interesting. I don't know if you heard Sheldon Keith's comments um, this past week about Toronto, and, the, and he said, he was like, we just can't be forced to have to score four goals every night, and it's kind of an indictment of Matt Murray. And he even he literally said like he has to stop 
one one or two of those. Um, and Isn't then, it funny that Toronto hasn't figured out yet that they need to solve their goaltending issue? Well, they don't have money because they're paying all their top line players a lot. Um, but and then you look at Edmonton and they have McDavid and Dreisaitl, which those two have only like not scored four times this season together. Um, but then you look at Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner has been the better goalie this season, but it's like, can you make a run with Stuart Skinner? Um, it's just, it's really, really interesting. And and the thing is, like, you you need all your positions to be firing at all cylinders yeah. to make a run, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's why I go back to Boston, because they have it all. They have the goaltending. They have the defense. Mm-hmm. They have the offense. Yes, like, Toronto has the, the high-flying scoring, but when it really comes down to a series, games can be the difference between one goal. And if, for example, Matt Murray isn't at his best or he's not playing to the level of, you know, uh, an Andre Vasilevsky, that could be the difference in a seven-game series. Yeah, no question. And in Boston, is you're right, they're the most complete team in the NHL. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Like, But when I look around the league to try and find other teams, I, I keep watching the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche thinking, I know they're hot right now, just doesn't feel the same. And mm. maybe they still get out of the West because... The West is not very good, but that that team is not as good as last year's team. I, I don't. I'm 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 not going to entertain any any other thoughts. I've watched them. I think they miss Nazem Kadri a lot. They miss Burakovsky a lot. They they're they're just not the same team, and they could run into trouble if they yeah. they hit a really good team. I, I don't know if that team exists in the West, but in the East, like I thought, Carolina was capable before the injuries. Like when I look through the East now, I don't know if New Jersey's ready. For a deep run in the playoffs, it would be a great story if they did it. Yeah, I don't know I'd if they're it. ready. And then I look like at a, at a team like the Rangers now with, with the firepower they have. I wonder what the New York Rangers are capable of. Yeah. the It's just going to be so fun. This mm. playoffs is going to be so fun. Yeah. But in the West, nothing will like nothing will surprise me. Legit. And like, I don't I don't think <laughs> like Winnipeg or Seattle will be in the cup final. Aside from that, any other team? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I could see it. And Let's talk about LA for and a second. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You you have no faith in them. Watch them completely prove me wrong. I'd love it. Um, the LA Kings, Oof. they're hot right now too. They're eight zero and two in their last ten games. They've won three straight, and they we saw them obviously acquire Corpusalo at the trade deadline. That was kind of securing. Speaking of goaltending, kind of giving them that that cushion in the back end. Don't count LA out because mm-hmm. as we talk about Boston and their core with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. L.A. still has the core of players who they want to couple with. Drew Doughty, Anze Kopitar, they're still there. Plus, they have this influx of young players. As Arizona Coyotes fans and Arizona sports fans, we hate to see L.A. teams succeed. Oh, seriously. But don't count L.A. out. No, and, and I mean, being hot going into the playoffs is in everything. I, I sort of look at it over a more of an extended period of time near the end of the season to see if a team has sustained it, but... Earlier in the year, I wasn't impressed with LA at all. And I was saying it on the show, they've really hit a run here. They look like they're clicking on all cylinders. And like we've said, in the West right now, that might be enough. They might get themselves all the way to the cup final. I don't buy, however, this idea that the East is going to be such a gauntlet that the team that emerges will be too beat up. I think there's parity in the West too. I don't see the West, like I don't see one team like 
making a run and having an easy run through the West either. I think it's going to be very competitive in the West too. So I still think the Eastern Conference team wins the cup. Luke said Toronto has like 12 NHL defensemen and zero starting goalies. <laughs> so true. Uh, and then laughing. Don't forget quick. Oh, right. Can you imagine LA and Vegas facing off in the playoffs? Sure. Let's, let's give have it, it to me. Yeah. Give me all the great storylines. That's all I care about. Um, yeah. Listen, we're not watching the Arizona Coyotes in the playoffs quite yet maybe one day but for now we're focused more on the other end of the standings with the the draft lottery race craig what do you have coming up on gophnx.com uh a couple things actually um he's giving this stuff away but don't, you don't have to i do I, just I, say you can say some you can just give really like misleading hints i don't know <laughs> hints like uh like uh tempe first oh just sure. lead people no, I I, I, I I, mean, clearly Clayton Keller is on one hell of a run, so I've got a deep dive coming on him. But I'm also taking a look back at, you know, the guy whose record he's chasing, Keith Kachuk, um, who set that record in the first season in, in the desert. Um, I'm going to do a retrospective on that season as well. So That's both awesome. of those are coming up. And then, of course, we can look at things like, I am going to be pounding the Matias Michelli drum. Like right now with the way things are in the National Hockey League, if Matias Michelli is not top three in Calder voting, then we're going to have a problem. We will. We're going to have a problem. We're going we're gonna to th throw down. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow on Wednesday show, talking about the case for Calder, the case for Masterton, for Keller, just kind of the why certain Arizona Coyotes players and maybe coaches um, should be considered mm. for league awards. Um, but if you want to read Craig's diehard only pieces, you can do so at gophnext.com slash diehard. Become a diehard today. You get access to our Discord channel. You get access to 20% uh, off events and merchandise. Check out the phnextlocker.com and maybe check it out again tomorrow mm, as well. Might be something in there. Might be something in there. Um, you, so You just might say, well, I might say orange chocolate, you Checked it out. Oh, shoot, Craig. Speaking of hints. Um, so grab your membership today to receive that exclusive content and discounts. Um, and you also get a free shirt or hat when you sign up. So if you're kind of waiting to become a, a diehard, tomorrow would be a great day you're to welcome do You're for so. the dad humor. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, yeah. but And uh, speaking of our diehards, we did see a few of them the other day at Illegal Pete's on Sunday in between yeah. the Coyotes game and the PHF championship game it was so much fun to do and it was like we just planned it on our own like it wasn't a phnx sanctioned event we just did it yeah. um so thank you to those who came out um it, it was a lot of fun and of course we got to enjoy illegal pete's and there was queso it was actually one of the better batches of queso and i felt very validated when i got there and everyone said you were right about the queso i have yet to be wrong about the queso yeah i was uh like kind of hoping for a larger container after I started eating it. Yeah, I was like, like, there were too many chips. I was like, I need another one. Of I know. I was like, should I sneak yeah, this they, in to mullet? But so are their bowls. Their bowls are really good. The bowls are amazing, yeah. um, and they have all they have all sorts of great stuff and great drinks as well. Um, they have tequi amazing tequila, amazing margaritas. Try the prickly pear one; it's very good. Um, so you can try out that and their premium or frozen margarita, and you can stop by for happy hour, which is three to six p.m. every single day. So. Great, great window of time also before a Coyotes game, three to six, to stop by and enjoy happy hour. And then you can walk to the arena because Craig did that 
the other day he walked from the arena to illegal pete's and yes, it was a did. nice walk it was a beautiful day so yeah so try out try it illegal uh, pete's try one of it the many benefits of being in tempe instead of <sighs> what a what a concept yeah. craig anything else before we head out anything we didn't touch on talk about like, uh, we'll talk about it in? tomorrow we'll be good yeah um so we'll like like i said we'll be live tomorrow 3 p.m to talk some nhl award stuff and uh Somebody needs to bring in pancake syrup. Who owns pancake syrup? Oh, that's right. Do you? Do you? I mean, I'm not yeah. buying it. I mean, I own... Craig, log, PD probably has I it. I own Log Cabin because my kids eat yeah. the Log Cabin instead of real syrup. They like corn syrup. Yeah, bring it. I have Just to bring do, the Log Cabin? I have to do a shot. That's, that's, like, that's, a, that's like a... It feels like a, an upgrade. I might have to get something. No! <laughs> log Cabin? Okay, I'll bring the Just Log Just bring cabin. it. With a shot glass, though. With... You have a lot. I saw I, it in your when <laughs> your same Patty's Day party. I think everyone's seen that we have a lot of shot glasses. In yeah, um, but anyway, so I'll pay off my my bet tomorrow, and Craig still has to. Were you gonna shotgun or do beer bong and yeah, IPA? We'll see. We'll see what the implement looks like. All right, we'll see. So that's all going down tomorrow. So stay tuned in. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. Also, hit the like button on this video if you're watching us on YouTube. It helps us out immensely. And if you're listening on audio, leave us a review. It also helps us out immensely. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan. You can follow PD and compliment his lack of facial hair, at S. Peters Hockey. You can follow Sean, at Sean underscore to pause. Um, we're hopefully going to practice tomorrow. They haven't said that it's not happening They're yet. They're having practice tomorrow, but Andre did say that they'll have another day off on Thursday. So no way. Rare Coyote. This may be the last practice of the year for all I know. So more content to come from there as well. So follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. But everybody, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.